You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Hello and welcome to the Interstate Five World Series postgame show. I'm Henry Shulman. Well, game one of this Golden Great series proved once again that in the postseason, good pitching doesn't always beat good hitting. The Northern California team jumped on Don Drysdale for five runs in the first inning en route to an 11-0 lead after three and an 11-6 victory. You wouldn't expect a score like that in a game hitting Don Drysdale for the Southern Californians and Randy Johnson for the Northern Californians on the mound, but Seal Stadium in San Francisco played really small. The teams combined for seven homers, including a pair of shots in the first inning by Barry Bonds and Joe Morgan, the first of two for Bonds in the game. Ricky Henderson hit a three-run homer as well for Northern California, while Jackie Robinson, Duke Snyder, and Robin Yount all went deep for the SoCals. In all, the NorCals pounded Drysdale and Garrett Cole for five runs apiece. The big unit was not particularly sharp, allowing five runs in eight innings, but he had a lot of room to play with. Dennis Eckersley pitched the ninth to finish that always important game one victory. We now bring in Northern California manager Bruce Jenkins. And Bruce, this game, to use one of your favorite words, was nutty. <laughs> well, Henry, anytime you open with a win at Seal Stadium, you have to feel like you're having a good day. It was a beautiful day at Seal Stadium. A lot of uh, nostalgia in the air. Uh, I, I loved how it worked out. I mean, we right away, Ricky Henderson's on base, Barry Bonds homers, he homers again. And then Ricky, you know, Ricky homers and Morgan homers. It was, it was, you know, it's just like, I hate the word surreal because everybody says it in every sentence, but it was a, a little bit strange to watch Don Drysdale get lit up like that. And Garrett Cole as well. So it was just, it, it was so delightful, Henry, that because it were, we were at Seal Stadium and we're thinking back to the past, I was able to get Joe Cronin, Tony Lazari, Harry Harlman, and Lefty O'Doul in the game. And, and these, are all, Stanford, these are all San Francisco legends. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, Lefty O'Doul's from Bayview High School. Uh, Harry Harlman's from Sacred Heart. So is Joe Cronin. And Tony Lazari is uh, Galileo. I mean, we're talking way San Francisco. Yeah, and, you know, the po in the postseason, we know it's, it's not like the regular season at all. In uh, 1964, Don Drysdale gave up 15 homers in over 300 innings, and uh, he, he was just beaten around. And, uh, you know, what happens sometimes when you have a great pitcher who gets a huge lead, they let up a little bit, and uh, that, that seems to have happened a little bit with Randy Johnson. Uh, with an 11-0 lead, he had room to play with and, and gave up five runs. And, you know, a couple of guys who, who played in, a, in an old ballpark in Brooklyn uh, took him deep uh, as well. But, uh, you know, it, it, I mean, the, the lead was big enough uh, that uh, Den you didn't really need Dennis Eckersley in the ninth inning with, with that big of a lead, but you went to him anyway. Well, I, I wanted to make sure I won this game. If, if somehow this game gets away from me, I've lost the opener at home. It's like, what the hell, you know, what's this guy doing? It, it, it's a little bit extreme, but I mean, everybody that you bring in is, is, is a great pitcher. Could have been Tug McGraw or Rigetti or one of the starters, but um I gave Randy Johnson a lot of rope and let him go through eight because of the big lead. And then I just closed it out with a hammer. 
were you just afraid of the glare you would get if you'd gone out to the mound before the eighth inning to take him out? Yeah, I got a lot of glares. Joe DiMaggio was hitting fifth. He wasn't happy. So uh, <laughs> it, was a, it was a grumpy day at the yard, but it wound up being a lot of fun. Well, game one win is, is very important. And, and, of course, when you can set a tone with a big first inning like the Northern Californians did, um, you know, that, that's all important. It takes pr- pressure off any pitcher. It takes pressure off the defense. And uh, the game started uh, right away. Ricky Henderson did what Ricky Henderson does. Uh, he drew a walk from Drysdale to start the game and then upstepped Barry Bonds batting second in the lineup, which is kind of not where he's used to batting. Uh, but he upstepped Barry Bonds number two. And this is what happened with Joe. Okay, let me uh, four, three, two. And this is what happened with John Miller on the call. Henderson leads away from second. Drysdale checks him. Now the pitch to Bonds. Swung on, and that ball is blasted. You can forget about this one. What a shot to straightaway center field. And over everything. Maybe headed all the way to the Bay Bridge. An incredible home run by Bonds. Over the 410-foot marker. Over the scoreboard. Out into the parking lot and onto 16th Street, I think. If not all the way to the Bay Bridge. And Northern California has jumped ahead 2-0. Only two batters into the game. If that weren't enough, uh, Joe Morgan hit a big home run in the first inning, and and you know Bruce, the uh, even the even the Southern California managers when they when they looked at the uh, lineup for Northern California and saw that saw that outfield, um, you know, uh, an outfield that had Ricky Anderson and uh, Barry Bonds who did DH today, um, and uh, I mean Frank Robinson, you know this outfield is going to be trouble for the Northern uh, for the Southern California team. Yeah, yeah, and, and Joe DiMaggio in center. I mean, I don't think I'm going to be messing with that group as the series goes on. It's so beautiful. Those those four at the top, it's really it's just it's frightening, is what it is. Uh, the whole lineup is good. I know they're it's pretty daunting for Southern California, but they're they're going to be seeing a lot of those same guys for sure. Okay, so you're not going to be one of those tinkerers, huh? I'm going to do some tinkering. I, I'm intending to get everybody some meaningful play. Uh, I feel real good about getting those four old timers and some early action. Uh, Lefty O'Doul and Harry Heilman actually made plays in the outfield late in that game. So uh, it's, it's uh, it, you know, as the series goes on, I'm going to give other guys a shot. But that, that top four, I'm not sure I mess with that. Uh, certainly no time soon. Okay. And uh, I imagine that you'll be able to, uh, with, with so many good defensive outfielders out there, I imagine that Barry Bonds will uh, probably continue in the designated hitter role. Well, he hit two homers today, and uh, it, with the defensive ratings in APBA, the max you can get as an outfielder is a three, and Ricky and Bonds both have a three. So in terms of the game itself, having Ricky out there, that's a big debate. But, you know, Bonds looks comfortable in the DH slot. He hit two out, so why not just leave that alone? Okay, and, you know, you, you also have two of the biggest uh, – well, let's be frank. The term is red asses in baseball with uh, <laughs> the big unit on the mound and – Jackie Robinson uh, at the plate, uh, you know, right off the bat. Uh, I mean, just to have Jackie Robinson playing in a World Series game at Seal Stadium, I imagine that was pretty exciting for actually both teams and the fans. You know, it really was. And when when Jackie homered off Randy Johnson, I'm just thinking, you know, that's so cool. <laughs> that's just that's just a great moment. And Duke Snyder as well, as you mentioned, that such a great thing. You got two guys from the great Brooklyn Dodger teams against the big unit, who's very you know modern day and. Uh, I was just waiting for a bird to cross the cross in front of Randy Johnson and he'd throw a fastball that 
since the birds of the feathered choir. <laughs> okay, well, the Northern California team, a big advantage, up one nothing in a series that shifts to Candlestick Park tomorrow, and you know how Candlestick plays. Although in October, it can be pretty warm, and as we've seen, balls can fly out there to, uh, as well at uh, this time of year. Um, and, uh, I mean, what an advantage to have a one nothing lead and Tom Seaver on the mound. Uh, you must be pretty pretty excited to manage that one. Well, no question. And, you know, especially against Walter Johnson, going back to like 1913, uh, the people who saw him pitch said he's the fastest pitcher they ever saw, even, you know, even as they came into the modern era. He was like a Nolan Ryan, Koufax, you know, kind of guy. Um, so unbelievable matchup. They all are really. But, you know, Walter Johnson against, uh, against Frank Robinson, against uh, Joe DiMaggio, this is what it's all about. And it's sure is fun. Well, game one was a big day for San Carlos, Barry Bonds. Uh, you had Oakland, Ricky Henderson, Oakland, also Joe Morgan. Uh, with Seaver on the mound tomorrow, it'll be, uh, it'll be all about Fresno, and I look forward to uh, the game, and uh, I wish you well in game two, Bruce. Thanks, Henry. We'll talk then. That's your game one recap. Subscribe to the Giants Splash or A's Plus podcast so you can listen to all the recaps from the Golden Greats Interstate 5 World Series.